Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hello again, this is Kendra. This is Anne. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. That's right. So today we're actually doing a part two from the last show that aired about um, the barren women in the Bible. And this one is still about Sarah. We just felt like there was more to cover than what we were able to get to in 26 minutes last time. So we're here um, to discuss Sarah a little bit more and then her story even after she had that baby. I didn't realize this, but Sarah is the most talked about woman in all of Scripture, more than Mary, the mother of Jesus, more than Eve. Um, And I think it's because Sarah um, and Abraham play such a a critical role in God establishing his covenant with Mm -hmm. his people and bringing um, through them the Messiah, Jesus, which is such a crazy thing. And um, as as we get into studying all these different barren women of the Bible, let me just read the list. We've got Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Michael, Samson's mother, Hannah, the Shumanite um, woman, and Elizabeth. And um, we're going to try to touch on all of those. But um, what's unique about Sarah, and we touched a little bit on this last week, is that the calling on her life is so specific. God appears to Abraham and um, I think five different times confirms and tells him about this promise that he is going to be a father of nations yeah. <laughs> um, and that his descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And even Abraham's very name means exalted father or Abram was his first name. Yeah, and then God right. comes and changes his name to Abraham. He puts that, that you, <laughs> if you spit, you're saying it right. He puts that H sound in there. Um, and so I was just thinking about from Sarah's perspective what pressure would be on her to be like your husband is his very name means exalted father so every right. time you're like hey honey hey exalted father hey abram <laughs> you are acknowledging as the years go past and you're con- cuz you can hear in abram uh, abba is the name for for father yeah. um you can hear abba in abraham and abba and abram um i think even Every time she says his name, that might be a painful reminder that she was not able to make him a father. Right, right. Um, And I don't know about you, Anne, but like part of my struggle with infertility wasn't just me not having Mm -hmm. a child, but desiring to see my husband be a father. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that was more of a want than for me to be a mom. You know? I, I remember Mother's Day, I was fine. I was prepared. But Father's Day, I came into church and I did not prepare myself. And I just kept thinking like, oh man, he would be such uh-huh. a great dad and just, just had to had to leave the room crying. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, okay. So Sarah, we're going to jump in a little more to her story. Last week, we talked about how um, easy it is 
to be blinded by our desire for a child and to yeah. allow it to like take over. Yeah, become an idol in our life. Right. And um, we, we know that she kind of went outside of God's will in, in pushing Hagar on uh-huh. her husband. And then from that um, comes a child of the flesh, um, yeah. Ishmael. And let me just say this, first of all, every child that is born is precious in God's sight yeah, and has a sure. plan for that child. Um, but sometimes when we get things out of God's order, it causes relationship issues. Yeah. And we, we saw that and talked about that last week, how right. it affected their marriage and the blame game and all of those things. But what we didn't get to talk about was kind of the the fulfillment of God's promise in Sarah's life. And um, we kind of stopped um, around chapter 17. Um, and uh, we, we briefly mentioned um, some of the, the Isaac's name was going to mean laughter, but I wanted to go through this story because there are three different specific times that um, laughter comes up. The word laughter is mentioned in scripture, and there's actually a slightly, I was told, slightly different form of the Hebrew word each time okay. that there's kind of a different connotation to each laughter. And I think as we know, um, like if, if you're in school and you've ever gotten in trouble for laughing at the teacher, there's a difference between laughing at the teacher's joke, like with her and right. at her, right? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to kind of delve into these three different laughs and, and see what the heart was behind each one of them. So, um, and if you would turn to Genesis 17 um, and read in verse 15 through 17 for us. So this is when... Um, Abraham, he was the first one to laugh. We all kind of think of Sarah's laugh. Right. But I didn't realize when I was going through this that actually Abraham laughed first. So go ahead and read that for us. Okay. So this is Genesis 17, 15. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give her a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? Those are questions I would ask. <laughs> right? There's some very practical things happening there. Yeah, yeah. Um And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Crazy, crazy. So, okay, so let's talk about Abraham's laugh. How about the fact that he fell face down laughing? (laughs) Yeah, I did picture that as I was reading. I was like, okay. Like, this isn't just like a chuckle. Like, he fell face down (laughs) laughing. I don't know, just from the initial first read, and what do you sense as Abraham's heart and response in this laugh? Um. So I could see myself actually responding that way to be like, what? I actually, obviously, I'm not trying to compare myself to Abraham, but I, when I t- had my first positive pregnancy test at mm-hmm. home, um, I kind of felt the same way because, like, <laughs> I legit did not think that thing was about to be yeah. positive. And when I, I wasn't even done washing my hands yet, and I remember looking over at the counter, and it's, like, clearly saying pregnant, and I was like, What? 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 I think I had said that out loud. Um, and so, and at the time, we had three kiddos in foster care, and they were all there, and obviously not in the bathroom with me, but I had to, like, 
keep my emotions under control because I still had kids to get ready for school and get ready, you know, whatever. Um, but I remember almost feeling like this is a joke. We've got three kids. I finally come to the point of this is okay, God, that I'm not going to have a baby. And then, and then it's like, JK, you're praying. Right. <laughs> you know? um, so anyway, I did not fall face down, but I remember being like, what? 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 <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, thinking about being there with Abraham and seeing him get such wonderful news. It hasn't come to fruition yet um, that he knows of. But uh, yeah, for that to be my his first response um, to fall face down. I almost wonder what the Lord was thinking, too. You mm-hmm. know, like. You just left at something already I told, told you. Well, and he had already told. At this point in scripture, he's already appeared to Abraham yeah, right. several times and told <laughs> and him that said, <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah, so but this, now she's ninety. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and she's um, doesn't it say she was past childbearing age at some point? I think like I think so. She had stopped. So let's just be you know honest. She she'd been all menopause. She right. had the hot That's what flashes, it seems like. You know? <laughs> and so in some of her words in, in the next chapter, I think we, um, that even becomes more clear. So like, I just think about Sarah, like going through what all of us who struggle with infertility that every month mm-hmm. hoping, mm-hmm. and then getting to the point where you think we must have heard from God wrong. Right. Because why would God um, keep torturing, keep torturing us, us. yes yeah. and then it's like it's out of the natural order of things mm-hmm. to go through menopause and then have a child right, right. And that, to be that doesn't happen that old it just doesn't yeah um my thoughts from abraham's reaction i don't know if his if there was any scorn or any disbelief in his initial response yeah. um one of the I've been listening to lots of sermons on Sarah <laughs> to prepare to talk to this. And one of them um, suggested that maybe maybe Abraham's response was more of a no way. Like this is right. inconceivable. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I just can't fathom this. More of a, the wonder and anticipation of what was God, God was going to do. Now, I will say God doesn't scold him. Yeah. We kind of get the sense that God calls Sarah on, um, on her laughter in a way that I don't think he did with Abraham. <laughs> Um, but we do see at the same time, Abraham suggesting, well, God, maybe, maybe if, if just Ishmael can live under your blessing, um, the same kind of tactic that, that Sarah had of like, I'm going to help you fulfill this promise, Uh God. Um, Abraham Abraham was doing. Yes. Kind of takes that up. Well, let's go to the second laughter and we can, um, discuss that a little further. This is in Genesis chapter 18. Um, why don't you start reading for us, if you would, um, if you want to read maybe 18 through 7. Okay. All right. So the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Memir while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they said. They answered, Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, mm. Get three sayas. Sounds right. Of the (laughs) finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice, a tender calf 
and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. So now we enter, where is Sarah? Sorry, so she's preparing all of this. She's in the tent and I love, you're going to see her in a minute. She is listening behind like the tent flap. (laughs) This is like, reminds me of my mom. Like she is always everywhere in our house. Like anything as a kid we would say, she would be like, I heard that. Uh. (laughs) Like the moms having Uh -uh. ears, eyes in the back of their head. Like anyways, I can relate to Sarah. All right. So verse nine. So they they say, "Um, where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. There in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? (laughs) Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. Ooh, what a crazy story. That is crazy because, like, I really just can't imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. The heartbreak that that Sarah probably had from, like we said, having so many missed periods, Mm -hmm. having had this promise from God, um, you know, in in the previous chapter. So I think uh, Sarah, by the way, she was 65 years old. Um, when she first heard God's promise that she was, and so that's already pretty old. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure she was wanting that miracle to happen so bad and holding on to that belief. But then it was 25 years later before the fulfillment of God's promise. And we go to that verse where, um, he says, I will turn to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Why? In, on God's green earth, why do you think he made the appointed time for Sarah to have a son so late in life? Oh, man. You know, you I'd, had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Um, but I just know, I mean, we've mentioned this before, um, just how God uses the weight. You know, I don't, mm. I don't know why her weight was so long. I'm sure that there are some women that could possibly be listening to this episode and think, I'm, I'm, am I ever going to be a Sarah, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then there's other women, you know, that we have mentioned in Scripture that we don't exactly know how long their wait was, you know. It doesn't sound like it's anything like Sarah's. So, yeah, why was hers so long? Did she just have a lot to learn? Was God trying to make a point for us, mm-hmm. you know? Like, did it not necessarily have anything to do with Sarah and Abraham? Was it for the people that would come after them? You know, who knows? But I do know... Um, there's a song called Seasons by Hillsong, and um, it says, If all I know is of harvest is that it's worth your patience. Father, if you're not done working, then I'm not done waiting. Mm. And um, I hope I didn't just butcher those lyrics a little bit, but something to that effect. And, man, I would cling to those lyrics because um, it ta- it's season, so it's talking about you know, it goes all the way from frost to summertime, you know. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like if, Father, if you're not done working, then I am not done waiting. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm sure Sarah had just gotten to the point of like, 
that this really isn't going to happen. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Lord. You know, like, I, I think, too, the longer that we wait, the more miraculous yeah. the child when they, when they come. Like, is it a hard thing for a woman who's 25 to get pregnant? Like, oh, it happens all the time. When you get into your 80s and 90s, right. though, that's all of a sudden you make making like the great-grandmother material. Yeah, <laughs> you're making the Jerusalem Times right. page and story, and everybody's hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what God wanted to accomplish through all of these women that struggle with infertility, what's, what's so unique is Sarah, like, she is the matriarch of the Christian faith, of, mm-hmm. the, of the Jewish faith, both. So... God has this miraculous promise to Abraham. He's going to bring about the Messiah. He's going to start a whole people through Abraham. And then I think the enemy, the devil must have just been laughing for 25 years. Mm -hmm. I think the devil knew what God wanted to accomplish through Abraham. And he said, ha, God, you thought you were going to do this and you picked Sarah. You didn't even know that she Mm. was dried up. She shriveled. You don't know that her genes, you don't know what's going on. And I I just, I picture the enemy rejoicing over this. And what's interesting is it's not just Sarah, but the first three matriarchs. So you've got Sarah, then you have Rebecca and Rachel, three generations Mm. of infertility. And yet these three generations, everybody says Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are the forefathers. They were the beginning, the foundation stone. They produced this awesome what's to come. The Jewish people of whom Jesus, our Messiah, our promised hope came. There's the enemy was trying to thwart that. Mm. And yet... um, I think that it draws our attention to the miraculous nature of the seed um, that is being preserved through each one of these generations. And and, and let me just say this. If you're listening to this, um, we mentioned this last week, but we are not saying that God's promise to every woman is to have a biological child. But we are looking at the promises that God gave to this people was that Jesus was going to come through them. And... Whatever promises God has for you, what I want to encourage you while you're hearing Sarah's story is to not be a doubter Mm -hmm. that God can do what he says he can do. And one of the things that he says that he can do is he says that he can be close to the brokenhearted. He says that he wants to take the woman who is barren and and make her a happy mother, (laughs) whether Mm -hmm. that means however God's building your family Scripture promises us that we can have an abundant life in Christ for the believer, for those whose hope is set on Christ, for the person who is in the Word of God, who is renewing their mind. There is a promise for you. Hear this right now if you're listening. There is a promise of hope for you. That's right. It will not always, you will not always be in a season of mourning. And I don't know what that how that promise is going to be fulfilled in your life, whether it be through a biological child or through God redirecting passions and desires in your heart or through adoption. But I do know this. You can take it to the bank that our God is trustworthy. And if he says he's enough for you, then he really is. And then when God gives you that promise, you can have a a laughter that's a joyful laughter, not a mocking, not Sarah, because Let's let's get into her reaction here. <laughs> what do you think her initial response of laughter like? If you had to put a tone to her laughter, what would you say? Is oh her man, tone like a yeah, right? Yeah, I've been there, disbelief. heard that. Disbelief. 
it's it's almost like it comes with a cruel sort of um why are you doing this to me God <laughs> yeah can you imagine being called out by the Lord like that oh my like goodness. Uh, by name. why is Sarah laughing <laughs> and and you, can you blame her after that after right. 25 years she, I'm sure she convinced herself God's plan has a different plan for our family yeah um so let's go to the last time that there's laughter and this one is the most beautiful this is in um, chapter 21. Okay. Um, would you read verses 1 through 7 for us? Yes. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at that very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Wow. (laughs) And she added, who would have said that Abraham said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. This is the completion of the laughter. The first time, Abraham laughs, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, what? I can't believe what God is saying. Second time, Sarah laughs. It's in contempt. It's in unbelief. Yeah. But the third time, I feel like the person laughing, first of all, is God. Yeah. And it's a laughter of, you thought, I don't put me in a box. <laughs> That's I'm right. going to do what it's kind of a hilarious laughter of God delighting to pour out this blessing in his time and yeah. his season. And then it's this contagious laughter that Sarah laughs because now the laughter isn't scorn. Mm-mm. It's a laughter of joy of, I cannot believe right. God did this well, for she, me. She even says, people are going to laugh with me when they hear this. <laughs> a contagious <laughs> laughter. All of yeah. the friends, everybody's like, who is that old woman carrying uh-huh. that baby? And how did that happen? One thing that is interesting, I did read that um, not most women's um time of like when they passed away is mentioned in scripture but it does tell us when how old Sarah was when she died and so that lets us know that she lived for another 37 years after having Isaac and so not only did God allow her to have this promised child but he allowed her to have a long life and completely raise him to watch him grow and get married and have babies of his own so even though the promise was delayed it was a full promise fulfilled by God. Yeah. And I just, um, when, when I think about what the enemy, uh, the, first of all, when I was looking at the Hebrew word for, for laugh, um, in this, in this verse in chapter 21, it carries a connotation of laughing over your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this idea of God's ultimate plan that could not be thwarted. And God laughing because, ha ha, devil, you thought you could stop my plan, but the coming Messiah uh-huh. was going to come. He's coming. And now the story will forever be written down and remembered. Like nobody, it's like I said before, it's not memorable for a 22-year-old woman to right. bear a child. Right. When you in your 80s and your 90s uh-huh. and use 100, it, it, it's, it's pretty memorable. Be, it gives God the glory. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, um, also we, we look at... Um, Sarah, between the eight, between the time when she laughed in scorn and 
when God actually allowed her to conceive, something happened in her heart. Because when we read in um, the faith chapter of Hebrews chapter 11, Verse 11 says, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, Mm -hmm. was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he is good as dead. I love how scripture (laughs) says, like, thanks, he he old, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. So somehow between the angel saying, or coming and her overhearing the message and and God saying, you laugh. No, I didn't. Something happened in her heart where she grew faith because it says, and by faith, Sarah. Mm -hmm. So I think, I can't imagine her getting in the, in the private tent chambers of Abraham and Sarah of them being like, so so the angel said, you know, they probably were at the age where, let's just be on it, getting their groove on probably didn't happen very regularly. <laughs> so I think even just that act of having that union was an act of faith. Yeah. I think she chose to believe what it's saying. She considered him faithful who had made the promise. So she stopped looking at the circumstances of how old she was. And she said, Mm-mm, doesn't matter how old I am. It matters who God is right. and, what and that he, he is faithful and what he says he's going to do cannot be stopped. And that's awesome. Such a beautiful so story. What, I love Sarah. What all we can learn from her and from their testimony and yes, still being faithful, even after years and years and years of it being a not yet. And just wait to see the, the different children that came from these mm-hmm. unions. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about Isaac later, um, the the child of promise. We're going to talk about Rebecca and Rachel, um, Samson, Hannah. All of these children had beautiful callings That's on right. their life. That's right. Well, I can't wait. Well, don't forget, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Hannah's Heart and email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. And thank you again for listening. It's been fun.